Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Just going to go around the league on Clarkie's uh, Instagram page. He's been putting up all the news for a long time now. Haven't done this in a little while. Once the season kicks back off, I'll be doing this daily, going through the news that he has put up. Be one podcast every day. Might only be five minutes, might be 10, might be 20 minutes. Depends how much news there is going on. But I thought I'd just do a little recap of all the news stories on his page over the last day or two and just uh, give my live reaction to all of them. Uh, Obviously, there's been a bit happening. There's injuries. Obviously, Adam Reynolds and stuff. Ricky Stewart, he's come out and said a few things. So, we'll dive into all of those, along with a couple of rumours that are thrown in here as well. So, the first one is Charles Nickel Clock start. The Raiders fullback has reportedly beaten Xavier Savage and will start the season at fullback. Uh, for me, I just, I couldn't see a world where this wasn't happening. Myself and Kempi have been talking about this uh, for a number of weeks now. And yes, Xavier Savage has got unreal highlights. He's going to be a very good player. But Charles Nickel Clock start has done a job for the Canberra Raiders in a grand final and for the last few years you saw what the Raiders looked like when he wasn't in the team it was an absolute shit fight when he was back in the team they were definitely better I think we've sort of got a little bit too hyped on Xavier Savage he can bite his time he will be a very good footballer there's no doubt about that but I think right now to start this season coming off a year where the Canberra Raiders really struggled Chance is their best option at fullback, I would say now that they're missing Jamal Fogarty, uh, he definitely is their best option at fullback. He understands their structures. He knows the way that the Canberra Raiders work. He is a huge part of the Canberra Raiders. You could play him at centre, you could play him on the wing, but I really do think it's wasted. Xavier Savage, his time will come, but I think people have got a little bit too dragged into the hype. I sat there and watched, you know, I, I actually didn't watch his game live the other week and people messaged me going, oh my God, kid's a freak, he's unbelievable. I went and watched the game I mean, he scored a try where he kicked the ball into knees and it rebounded into space and he picked it up and scored. He made a couple of errors in that game. I'm not bagging him, but I just think sometimes we get on hype trains with guys and no matter what they do, we pay it. I actually thought that Charles Clockstart in that same game, playing so far out of position, it was not even funny at halfback, was really damn good as well. So for me, Charles, he should be the fullback. I watched Xavier Savage play for the Raiders on the weekend when Charles was out. Um, didn't really have any big highlights. No one really spoke about him after. 
after that. So I think it's a really good example of when we all get a little bit too hyped. The kid will be a gunner. I have no doubt about it. Long term, who's going to be the better fullback? I'd probably argue that Savage has got more upside. I'm not pushing back on that at all. But we're picking a team to start the 2022 season for the Canberra Raiders. Chancey Clockstad, he is the best choice at fullback. And I'm sure he will do a good job for them. So good to see Cam, uh, Canberra Raiders and Ricky Stewart put that one to bed. Uh, on Sam Walker, Luke Keary has declared his current house partner is the most naturally gifted he's ever played with. Uh, big raps, but I mean... When you consider the age that he is, the amount of football he's actually played over the last two years, which isn't really a heap, uh, I find it pretty hard to argue with, to be honest with you. Uh, have these two actually played together yet? I don't think they have, have they? Because he came in after Luke Keary was injured last year. So it'll be I'll be very keen to see how they go this season. Obviously, preseason, uh, he's very much so impressed Luke Keary, which is great to see Luke Keary, one of the premier ball players in our game. Definitely a top five ball player. And I mean, if he can stay fit the entire year, uh, hopefully head knocks stay away from him as well he's de- he, he's a top three ball player for me as well so uh, Luke Keery high regard there for Sam Walker Trent Robinson has, has echoed these sort of thoughts previously uh, so very exciting times for Sam Walker moving forward and I think we've seen a kid at his age with so much talent and being able to back it up pretty consistently on the field. He did have his weeks where he was quiet. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not sure if we've seen a 19-year-old come into a team that he was in. I mean, yes, they're the Sydney Roosters, but last year they really weren't the Sydney Roosters, missing so many guys, and he was still the star of the show. Obviously, Trent Robinson built his systems around him. That won't be the case this year. So it will be interesting to see how Walker goes. But my hopes are really high as well. Uh, We've obviously heard Adam Reynolds. He will be missing uh, from the Brisbane Broncos opening game against his former club, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, because he has got COVID, which is devastating. I'm sure the NRL would be more filthy than anyone. They would have been expecting that one to be a huge build-up, a great storyline going to that one. We will not see Reynolds. A couple of rumours going around that this might sort of be made up because he's just been carrying an injury and they don't want the optics of the guy that's meant to turn their club around is injured before a ball is kicked. So I don't know what you read into that. He obviously hasn't played in trials, so there is an argument that he definitely is carrying an injury. Uh, I I would say, though, that he probably has got COVID. I think it's just really bad timing. We've also seen that his lock forward, Kobe Hetherington, has also got COVID, so he will not feature in round one either, which makes it really interesting uh, for me. You might see a Tyson Gamble lineup at 13. Personally, I think they'll probably just go for one of their many front rowers and shove them in there. But if they're trying to get Gamble into this side, uh, this would be a really good opportunity uh, for him to play lock, which personally, I think might be his position. But if Kobe Hetherington's in the side, he's the first choice lock, I think. I think we all know that. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Gamble given an opportunity at 13. Uh, a lot of people have echoed that. It's crazy. If you would have said that four or five years ago, well, when I was saying it four or five years ago about different guys you got absolutely pizzled in the comments but the game has changed and it's very very exciting for our game to see so many 13s like we are nowadays uh speaking of another guy that's played 13 previously connor watson the roosters recruit admits he will miss newcastle but says to become the best possible player he had to leave and sign with the roosters i agree with connor on this 100 i think it'll be great for him on the field i think it'll be great for him off the field as well he's obviously working on a lot of projects including his podcast he's got a charity as well and i think the Roosters will 
help to just level him up on all of those fronts. Um, you know, nothing against Newcastle, but Sydney's obviously a bigger market. The connections that he'll have through the Sydney Roosters will be much better too. And let's be honest here, the coaching will be better at the Sydney Roosters too, with all due respect to Adam O'Brien. Uh, he is no Trent Robinson, and that's really not an insult to Adam O'Brien. Just the reality of coaches in rugby league. We spoke about Robbo uh, yesterday. I mean, three premierships in, what, nine, eight years or something at the Chooks. Uh, he won it in his first year, and then he was the first coach to go back-to-back, take out his season without Mitchell Pearce, 2015 or 16, where it was just an absolute shit fight. Other than that, essentially his worst two seasons have been the last two years. The year after, he went back-to-back. He lost in the semifinal, and then last year he lost in the semifinal, missing so many troops. I mean... There's no doubt whatsoever that Connor Watson, in my mind, he will improve under Trent Robertson and he'll become the player that we probably always thought Connor Watson should be. What position that is, God knows. Whether he's just going to be a 14, I do think the 14 jersey is more important than it ever has been. I've been talking about this for a while. And I think in that in that Roosters side, it's a little bit different being a 14 at the Roosters compared to a 14 at the vast majority of other clubs. You're going to be playing finals funny. You're going to be impacting games. You're going to be used appropriately. So exciting times for Connor. We wish him all the very best. Uh, this one's relatable to my draft team. So exciting. Olakawatu, the Seagulls back rower is expected to return from his forearm injury in round four. Uh, I believe that one, that's per News Corp. I think that's come from uh, the NRL physio as well. He's echoed that, of course. It is a re-injury of an injury he had last year. He's playing reserve grade, and Ikevalu accidentally snapped his arm in half. It was shocking to see. That rattled the living shit out of me. Uh, but Olakwatu back in four weeks. Very good to see. Uh, hopefully, we don't see another uh, re-injury. I'm no expert on this sort of stuff, but that one seemed to pop out very, very easily. So a bit of a worry there. Uh, Paul Momorowski, the Roosters recruit, admits he always knew if the chance came up to return, he would, as he's always loved every second there. And, yeah, I'm sure most guys, uh, they'd be more than happy to be in the Rooster system. You're living in a very nice part of Sydney. Uh, You're playing finals footy. You're playing with great players around you. uh, Sort of speaks for itself there. Jordan Rapana, the Raiders' wing, has backed his coach's criticism of the NRL and says there are areas of inconsistencies that piss him off and need to be tidied. 100% agree with Jordan Rapana. I'd be pissed off. If I was Rapana and if I was Ricky Stewart, I love that when they had the captain's call the other day, the Raiders sent Jordan Rapana, just a bit of an FU to the uh, to the NRL. I absolutely love that. A lot of clubs send their captain to these things, which they should. A lot of clubs choose to send an injured or suspended player so they don't miss a day of training. And if I was the Canberra Raiders, uh, I definitely would have sent Jordan Rapana to this one. I'm glad they did. He would have enjoyed himself. Joey Manu, the Roosters centre, says he doesn't care about Latrell's dangerous contact and there is no bad blood there. No shock there. If you still think these two are filthy at each other, I, I just don't think you understand the game and you understand the guys that play this game. Richie Kennar from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs recruit has impressed the coaches and is set to be promoted to a top 30 position. Obviously, a couple of spots open in the South Sydney backline. Josh Mansour, we assume he will be on the right wing. Jackson Paulo, we assume he will be at left centre. I don't think either has been, uh, especially Jackson Paulo, I don't think he's really locked down that spot. I think during the trials of anything, he probably became a little bit more insecure, to be honest with you. So hopefully Richie Kennard, he can put himself in the frame. There are a lot of other guys there, like Isaiah Tass, Tane Milne, Colo uh, Colo, these sort of guys. So a heap of guys there for South Sydney to choose from. They've just got to find the right guys to fill those spots. Jesus, Clarky, there's a lot of Roosters stuff here. Good God. This one's on Angus Crichton. Uh, the Roosters' back rower has revealed his contract extension is a done deal, and his manager is in the process of finalising some details. No real huge shock there with Angus. I think it's always been 
pretty obvious he's happy playing for the Sydney Roosters. He's happy playing under Trent Robinson. So not a real shock there. Uh, I expect that we will see him close to finish his career at the Roosters, to be honest with you. All right, let's look at the next one. Chanel Harris-Tavita, the Warriors' half, has hit the open market. His manager has told rival clubs to formally express their interest in signing him from 2023 onwards. A couple of clubs that could really do with the Chanel Harris-Tavita. He might not be an absolute top-tier halfback, but good God, he's a lot better than a lot of guys running around, and he's still young. He's not 26, 27, 28 yet, so he will develop into a better footballer than what he is now, in my opinion. I think the Newcastle Knights should be looking at him. I think the Cairns Bulldogs should be looking at him. I think there is a vast array of clubs that should be looking at him, including the Dolphins. I think there's a heap of clubs that could do much worse than to have Chanel Harris-Tavita wearing the seven or the six at their club. He's a very good defensive player, which for me and for people that understand rugby league matters as a ball player. You need to be able to defend. He has got a good, good solid little kicking game and he, and he is very creative. So Chanel Harris-Tavita, I'd be more than happy to have him in my side and I think he'll be a reasonably hot property. Paul Alamotti, a young gun from the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Bulldogs centre has suffered an ankle injury and is set to miss around eight weeks. Uh, disappointing for Paul. Uh, obviously, he probably wasn't going to be in the Bulldogs side anyway, but it would have been good to see him play some New South Wales Cup. He'll have eight weeks or so to recover from this, then he will come back through Cup footy. Hopefully, we see him play another game of first grade towards the back end of the season, uh, but this one definitely hurts his cause. There's no doubt about that. Plenty of outside backs at the Canterbury Bulldogs as well. Uh, don't write this kid off yet though yeah he's got a lot more to learn uh he will develop he will get better and he will bounce back from that poor trial in defense he had with the ball in hand he was really strong he was really good uh defensively has still got some work to do but it just shows how hard the nrl is and how hard it is especially when you go from playing boys to men for the very first time uh but plenty of positives to take out of his first trial alamotti uh, and he'll be better for the run in the future luke keary the roosters half has declared himself a certain starter for round one another luke Kiri story. He will play round one, so you will see Joey Manu line up at right centre. You would have to assume Naguama is going to play right wing, and then you would have to assume that Paul Momorowski is at left centre. Adam Kieran did play a little bit there in the trials. He also goal kicked, which I thought was interesting, so keep an eye on Adam Kieran as a smoky to be named left centre for the Sydney Roosters, but I, I just find it hard to believe that it can't be Momorowski. That would be a huge shock. I will say to people that are super coach draft players, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I have picked up Adam Kieran just to see what happens on Teamless Tuesday. If something happens that he does get the job, he'll be left center for the Roosters and he'll be goal kicking. He could be a 55, 60 point plus guy realistically in that position. Do I think he will get it? No, I don't. But it is very interesting that he played left center in that trial and he was goal kicking before Momorowski. Just a little bit strange there. So Kieran, I am taking a little punt on him. Luke Kiry is playing round one. Very exciting times. Adam Reynolds, we spoke about him. Edric Lee, the Knights wing, has re-signed with the club for 2022. Now, I could be wrong. 
I think the last game that Edric Lee played was State of Origin Game 3 in the 2020 Origin Series. Uh, he scored a try, obviously, off that Cameron Munster unbelievable play. I believe it's actually the last game that Branko Lee played as well. I don't think either has played first grade since then. Uh, so pretty wild narrative there. Edric, he started this year without a club. He was on a training trial with the Newcastle Knights, and uh, reportedly he has landed it. So, yes, no, no not reportedly. He has re-signed with the Newcastle Knights. Edric Lee will stay there. He'll provide a bit of cover in the outside backs. We know that Edric can play. He has got some mistakes in his game, uh, but so do a few other wingers there, to be perfectly honest with you. So I wouldn't rule Edric Lee out of playing for the Newcastle Knights this year. Victor Radley, the Roosters' lock, has declared he has no plans to tone down his aggression. He wants to make it up to his teammates this year after missing multiple games last year. Uh, a guy on a mission like Victor Radley is scary. Uh, I'm glad he's not changing his aggression, to be honest with you. I think that that would take away from the game that Victor Radley plays, but he obviously does need to be careful because, as I said on beers and break-evens the other day, there are certain guys in this competition, the referees are looking for reasons to penalise or send them off. Victor Radley is in this category for me. TPJ, Victor Radley, Jack Hetherington, these sort of fellas. Uh, the reality is that they, they, they put themselves there. I'm not defending that, uh, but it is the way that the game works, unfortunately, whether we like it or not. So Rads, uh, he wants to stay on the field, which is good to see. If he does stay on the field, he probably makes his debut for New South Wales this year, and the Roosters will be a lot more successful. So he's very important to the Chooks. They need him on the field, and I'm sure that Trent Robinson would have stressed that to him, but I really don't want to see him change his aggression. I just think he needs to be a little bit more careful. Over at the Manly Seagulls, the Seagulls halfback DCE is reportedly in negotiations to re-sign with the club till the end of 2024. I'm not sure when he comes off contract, uh, but if the Seagulls were to keep him here for another there for another two or three years, what is it, two years, uh, I think that would be very good for them. They're obviously coming into a period where I think Kieran Foran I mean, I, 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 it always surprises me how, how young Kieran Foran is, but you would have to... Uh, sorry, not how young he is, but I always think he's a lot older than what he is. I still think Foz will probably retire before you see DCE retire, but if they can keep DCE on the books, I assume he will take a bit of a pay cut for these last few years to stay at the Manly Seagulls. I hope so anyway. Uh, that will allow them to lock down a couple of these other juniors, and I think that if Turbo keeps going the way he is, the way Gerbo's playing, the way they got their two back rollers, they got speed all through the back line... I think DCE would see these last two or three years as a real opportunity to win another premiership and to finish his career with another premiership. It started in his first season with a premiership. If he was to retire with a second, I think that would just put the cherry on the top of an unbelievable career for DCE. So hopefully he does stay. Rumours going around that uh, English prop Ryan Sutton is set to sign a three-year deal with the Bulldogs from 2023. Uh, I, I don't hate the signing. I think he's a good player, Sutton. But I just mean, like, Canterbury just have so many forwards. I just think it's time that they need to find a seven for me. And I know that I sort of keep repeating this. Uh, Ryan Sutton is not a bad signing. Do not get me wrong, but I'm just not sure if it's the signing that they need. They've got so many forwards. It's not even funny. They've got forwards in their club that they aren't even utilizing at all. So I don't know. I, I just think they that they could spend this money better elsewhere, but not a bad signing for them. Sammy Verrills, very interesting one, Clarkie. This is a roosterathon here. What is going on? The Roosters hooker says he has no plans to leave the club and intends on challenging Brandon Smith for the nine jersey. Uh, yeah, look, 
I've spoken about Verrills. I think he's a very good footballer. I think he has got a future in the NRL. I think he's got a lot more to offer than what we've seen probably over the last 18 months. Uh, we saw him star in the grand final of 2019, scoring the first try, replacing Jake Friend. Did a great job. We know that you know guys like Matty Johns and people that really know their footy hold him in a high regard. So I think he has still got a big career in front of him. Personally, I don't think it's going to be at the tricolours. Good on Sam Verrills for wanting to go head-to-head with Brandon Smith. I know people will laugh at that and say it's stupid, but fuck, as I said about Jeremy Marshall King last week when he said he wants to be a top five hooker in rugby league and people laughed at him fuck I am so glad to see guys willing to have a go it's unlikely they get they're, they're, they're going to do these things no doubt about it but fuck if, I, if I'm if I'm Sam Verrill's manager if I'm the next club that wants to sign Sam Verrill's I want to see that drive in him and I just think people that sit on their phones and their computers and bag people for saying shit like this I, I think you're just kidding yourselves why wouldn't players want to be the very best that they can, you know. I, I back this 100%. Good on Sam Verrills. I hope he keeps fighting. Personally, I don't think he will be there moving forward, though. Uh, Ruan Sims, a new NRLW medal has been created and named after the legend herself. It will be awarded to the best NRLW player each season. Ruan Sims has been fantastic for the women's game, so I think this is really well-deserved. It sounds like it's like the equi- the equivalent of the Dalian medal, uh, which is fantastic. Ruan Sims definitely deserves this. A girl from Jeringong. Obviously, her brothers played in the NRL as well. She was very, very successful in her time. Probably wish the NRLW came along a little bit earlier, uh, so we could have seen more of Ruan at her absolute best. But I think this is really fitting. I think she's doing a good job as far as her career in media and everything is going as well. So all for this one. It's all the news from Clarkie's Rugby League column over the last few days. Guys, just give my live reaction to all of that stuff. If you enjoyed these sort of podcasts, I mean, I've got time to be able to do one of these a day if it is something you're interested in, or I can just cherry pick the information that I think is most relevant. Uh, Clarkie sort of covers everything possible. Sometimes I don't think those things are overly relevant, but if you would like me to dive into those, I always can. So let me know your thoughts on these news podcasts and how you want them to be structured this year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.